0: A couple of weeks ago, my wife, Debbie, and I had a free evening, and hopeless romantic that I am, I went and got one of her high school yearbooks, and she said, what's that for? And I opened it, and I said, tell me about this year. Now, she and I knew each other back at that time in our life, but we went to different schools, so the only thing I knew about her high school career was that she had played in the band, and I wanted to know more, so I could know her more and better so I could love her better. Awww. And that's how it works. The better we know someone and understand them, the better and the deeper we're able to love them. Now, that works with our spouse, it works with our parents, it works with our children, it works with our boss, it works with our neighbors, it works with our friends and our enemies. The more we get to know someone, the better friend we can be, or the more likely it is that we can at least get along with them. It also works with God. The more that we know and understand of God, the more we can be a friend with Him, the more that we'll let Him be a friend to us. Now, the word for this, the big word for this is theology, the study of God. And the point of theology is not... To learn a bunch of theory kind of stuff, but it's to grow a deeper relationship with God. And that's my goal every time I stand up here in front of you, and that's my goal in this sermon series that we're doing on the Trinity, that we would get to know God a little bit better so that we could be better friends with Him, and He could be better friends with us, and we could also love each other more as we understand how we are like God. Now we started last week on Trinity Sunday which is this day of the church year that we concentrate that God is somehow three and one at the same time, that with God, one plus one plus one equals one. And we heard how that happened a little bit last week as God created the heavens and the earth and He created us in His image to be like Him. You see, one of the ways that we're like God is that like Him, we're a trinity. We're a trinity. And we're looking at that for these next couple of weeks to help us love God and each other and ourselves better. Now, Trinity Sunday is not the only time that we hear about Trinity. It's all over our liturgy and our lyrics and our lessons, and we as the church are fiercely Trinitarian. We heard it this morning in that story of three visitors with Abraham. Now our Jewish mothers and fathers look at that and they say, well, that's God and two angels." We Christians, however, suspect that that might have been God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We heard Paul write to his friends in Rome as he said, God the Father pours out His love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit as the Son, Jesus, died on the cross. So we have Trinity everywhere. And once you, once your eyes and your ears are opened up, you notice, you know, this Trinity stuff is Everywhere. And it's that way because that's how God is, and that's how we are, that we are a trinity in our being. And how we are about that is that our mind, also called our soul in the Bible, is a lot like God the Father, and our body is like God the Son, and our spirit is like God the Holy Spirit. And let's take a little look at that. Now, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God designed and planned everything that is. He imagined what would be the perfect universe, and then he spoke it into existence. And at the end of the creation story in Genesis chapter 1, God liked the way it turned out, and he said, it is very good. Now, isn't that what we do in our minds? We think, and we plan, and we design, and we imagine what would be the very perfect world for ourselves and for those people we love, And then we set out to try to create it and speak it into being. And when things go the way we plan, we go, it is very good. And when they don't, or when something messes it up, then we fly into trying to fix what's bent or broken or doesn't work. Well, that's exactly what God did. You see, when the first couple messed up his perfect creation and the perfect relationship they had with each other and with God, God turned his attention toward trying to fix what was broken and bent by sin and selfishness. And that pretty much summarizes what happens in the whole rest of the Bible. The fact that we have an imagination, that we can plan, that we can design, that we want to understand and to know and to learn things, That is part of our being created in the image of God. God is like that. When we're sad when people get hurt or sick, especially people we love, that shows that we're bearing the image of God. When we're disappointed at people that don't live up to their potential or they do stupid stuff that hurts themselves or other people, especially when it's people we love or especially especially when it's our own children, that's the image of God. In reflected inside of us. When we get angry at injustice or oppression or violence or crime or cruelty, that's the image of God bubbling up inside of us and out of us. Now, if we don't know that we're created in the image of God, we would think that those ideas and desires and feelings are just what, the way it is. That's just what happens. But now that we know that we're created in the image of God, we can recognize that all of those aspects are in us because that's how God is. And when we do and act like that, that's our being like God. It also gives us the, the chance that when we have other thoughts and desires and feelings that wash over us, that we can take a step backward and say, now, is, is that the way God would think or is that just me? Is that what God would want, or am I just being selfish? Is that how God would feel about this, or am I just concentrating on myself? The fact that we understand that we are created in God's image helps us to know and love both God and ourselves. Now, in this trinity of being, our mind and our souls are like God the Father. Our bodies are like God the Father. The sun. Now, God could have just stayed up in heaven watching it all down below and showering upon sunshine upon the things that he liked and blasting with lightning the things that he didn't like. But God wanted to intersect with his creation. So God in heaven became a physical person to to be in the physical world in Jesus. Now, the church word for that is incarnation as the God in heaven became flesh and dwelt among us. And Jesus is how God the Father, through God the Son, interacts and participates here on earth with his creation and with humanity. Our bodies are the same way. This is how we interact with creation and with people. That's why we want to touch and taste things. That's why we want to to, to be places, to do things, because that's why babies put everything in their mouth because they want to experience life and experience creation. And that's why so many of us have felt bereft for these past several months because we are physical beings created to have physical contact with other physical beings. And yeah, you know, a voice on the phone or a text message or a a picture on a screen or waving at somebody from a distance is better than nothing. But it just doesn't cut it for real relationships, does it? You've felt that, haven't you? You see, that's how God is. God wants to be with us. And God, God could have just stayed up in heaven shouting, I love you. But we here on earth, we weren't able to tell the difference between his voice and thunder. So God needed to come to earth as a physical presence so that he could know us. And we needed God to come to earth as a physical presence so we could know him. And no matter how much we may like being alone, and some of us like that a lot, we have at least one person that we want to know in person. And that one person for God is each of us. And that's why God came to earth. As Jesus. Now, if we don't know we're created in God's image, then we would think that curiosity is just one of the curiosities of being human. But now that we know we're created in God's image, we come to understand that that curiosity that's inside of us, that desire to experience life, not from a distance, but to to see and hear and taste and touch and smell things up close and personal, that's part of how we. The image of God. And that gives us permission to be curious. It gives us permission to want to be with people, at least some people. And knowing all of this helps us to know of both God and ourselves. In this trinity of our being, our mind, our soul is a lot like God the Father. Our body is a lot like God the Son. And our spirit is like God the Holy Spirit. Now, in Hebrew and Greek, the words for spirit are ruach and pneuma. Pneuma, it's got a silent P like pneumatic or pneumonia. But ruach and pneuma both mean spirit, but they also mean wind and breath. Because the Holy Spirit is the breath and the wind of God. Our spirit is the breath that makes us alive. Our spirit is that wind that moves in and through our personality to move And motivate us. The Spirit of God is the presence of God among us. If you feel like God is close or you think he's doing something, that's the Holy Spirit blowing by. And our spirit is our presence as well, whether we're physically present or not. Now, we've all had the experience of having someone with us, even though they weren't in the room. It may have been a parent, It may have been a spouse, it may have been a boss, but their presence in our life influences our behavior even when they're not around. You see, that's how our spirit works as well. If we didn't know that we were created in God, we would think that that influence that we have on other people or the aspects of our personality were just accidents. But now that we know that we're created in the image of God, that explains. That explains how it is that we want to be alive. We want life to be all it can be because our spirit yearns for that. And we have this wind blowing through our personality that makes different ones of us, extroverts or introverts, quick or slow to make decisions, practical or theoretical, risk averse or risk taking. That's the Spirit of God. That's our Spirit blowing through our personality, making us the people that we are. As we get to know that more, it helps us love and know God and ourselves more. In this trinity of our being, our mind is a lot like God the Father. Our body is a lot like God the Son. Our spirit is a lot like God the Holy Spirit. And like the Trinity of God, the Trinity that's you and the Trinity that's me, is these three parts always. I'm never just a mind or just a body or just a spirit. Just like God is never just Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. I'm all three all the time. I'm never just two at once. I'm always all three all the time. I'm not a spirit that has a mind that lives in a body I'm not a mindless body, I'm not a spiritless mind, but I'm always mind, body, and spirit, which means that whatever one of me does, all of me is doing, and whatever happens to part of me happens to me all. And you know how this is, that when your mind gets tired or preoccupied or somehow not healthy, your body starts bumping into things and dropping things and tripping over things and you neglect your spirit. And when your body gets tired or sick or hurting or hungry, then your mind, you don't think well and you're not really making good decisions and your spirit gets depressed and down and depleted. And when your spirit is heavy or hopeless, your body slumps and you look down And you start eating too much or drinking too much or doing some other kind of addictive behavior and your mind bogs up because you're not sure what's going on. We are a trinity just as God is a trinity except he does it better than we do. And it takes all three of those parts of ourselves to be ourselves. And you know that if you have... Only if one or two of them start not working or not doing what they're supposed to, it, it affects the rest of us. We all know people who have, through age or disability or injury or illness, lost the use of part of their body. Some of us are at the age that that's already happening. Okay, We know that we're not as whole as we used to be. Some of us know people who have lost all or part of their mind to dementia. They're no longer whole. And we all know people who either neglect or ignore their spirit or their spiritual life, and they're just lost. Which means we need to remember that it's all of us all the time that I need to take care of and nourish my mind and my body and my spirit. To take care of this trinity that is me. To make sure that I'm a lifelong learner and feeding my mind to make sure I'm eating and drinking properly and exercising and resting to to take care of my body and nourishing my spirit by spending time with God with other of God's people and alone. Because as I do that, the Trinity that's me and as you do that, the Trinity of, of you that's created in God's image will reflect that image of the Trinity that is God. Now, come back next week. Because we're going to explore more what it means that God is three and one at the same time. How with God that one plus one plus one equals one. And next week we're going to look at the trinity of relationships. How those work together to make us who we are like God.